This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Naval Aviation Museum is a dream for flight enthusiasts with everything from biplanes to Blue Angels jets. Behind the museum is a foundation which actively participates in educating potential future aviators. To learn more, Federal News Network's Eric White spoke with the foundation's recently appointed CEO and president, retired Rear Admiral Kyle Kozad. For a guy who's been involved in aviation in uniform for over 35 years, I started in Pensacola. I ended up in Pensacola, uh, and uh, it was just a uh, an opportunity for me that I couldn't turn down. Uh, and, and really, you know, the Naval Aviation Museum Foundation is, uh, you know, kind of I consider it the sole benefactor uh, to the National Aviation Museum. Uh, and, you know, we consider ourselves the fuel that allows the museum to take flight. We uh, support funding and, you know, we're really focused on uh, providing the resources to ensure that they have everything that they need to meet their strategic vision for growth today, tomorrow, and in the future. And I'm sure you have some involvement with the actual Navy itself. What kind of collaborations will you be overseeing in your new role? Yeah, so the coordination and the collaboration as a new retiree is to, uh, you know, really leverage the policy decisions, garner support from the service, because, you know, the Naval Aviation Museum, National Naval Aviation Museum is literally the crown jewel of a family of nine or 10 Navy museums around the country. We've got a significant uh, population uh, that comes in and out of the doors of the museum normally. We've got some challenges right now with, you know, a variety of circumstances that stem from a terrorist shooting December 6th here in Pensacola, follow that up with the COVID virus and, you know, which literally shut the museum down on or about the uh, 14th or 15th of March. And then, you know, most recently Hurricane Sally. So uh, we'll provide all the support the museum needs, not only within Navy uh, lines of effort, but also within corporate lines of effort for sponsorship, uh, for funding and donations to be able to, you know, sustain as we continue to kind of dig out of the hole that 2020 has uh, put us in. Yeah, you really took over at quite a whirlwind of a time there. Can you get into a little bit of the specifics of um, the precautions that the museum is taking? Uh, What kind of uh, stipulations are you looking at there? Yeah, so really it's kind of a phased opening. And we started uh, just a few weeks ago, we opened the doors to active duty personnel and their dependents and really just tried to start a trickle on. And, and, and the museum has done a really good job uh, of uh, implementing all the uh, National Health Agency uh, precautions. We've, uh, you know, we, we take people through, we socially distance, uh, we make it a requirement for uh, face mask as folks come in the door. We take temperatures, they go through, uh, and we ensure that as they go through the museum, you know, that there's typically the, the thing that makes this museum, you know, great and it stands out is each one of the patrons gets an opportunity to go up and touch the paint and feel the aircraft. Uh, unfortunately, with COVID, you know, we've kind of kind of prohibited those those practices until we get into a better time. Uh, but uh, you know, we've got a pretty pretty spectacular cre- cleaning crew uh, that's taking care of everything, and then you know, really just the reduced uh, um, participation and an entrance. So we're uh, we're down from you know the the highs of. Uh, you know, typically, you know, 100 to 200,000 people a year uh, in uh, just starting things back up uh, so we can uh, kind of crawl, walk and run. Aviators have been hard to come by or hard to keep, uh, whether it's Air Force or Navy. Um, what role do you see the Museum Foundation actually playing in the recruitment process? There's a lot of things. And you look back, uh, you know, when I was a young guy, you know, Top Gun came out. And, you know, there are things that the public sees that educates them. You know, I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I knew nothing about the Navy or naval aviation. And I actually, you know, got my bug from a neighbor who was an Air Force pilot, uh, ended up going to the Naval Academy to play basketball for a few years. And, and just I knew that I wanted to fly. So 
So really, it's it's an educational piece. It's an inspirational piece to be able to you know show people what naval aviation is all about. Tell them the story uh, of what it's like to be a naval aviator or serve within you know aviation. Part of our job is to tell the story from a heritage perspective, and in doing so, inspire folks. And you know that dates back to the you know the early '60s when the museum first opened its doors. And that focus was to educate young men and women at the time, just young men uh, who were coming to Pensacola to go through flight school, you know, to teach them about the profession of arms and the profession of aviation that they were about to enter. Uh, so they would, you know, be better prepared to become, you know, officers, division officers and, you know, world-class uh, uh, aviators. Yeah, and speaking of Top Gun, you, you see some of the conversations surrounding it. A lot of people say aviators in general maybe aren't doing dogfights or anything like that anymore. What do you tell people who are interested in aviation and, you know, they're actually looking to get a realistic perspective of what the job entails? Yeah, and it's a good question, and it's changed in my 35 years. I, I have a, a son um, who uh, flies uh, uh, Romeo helicopters, uh, and you know, he he was inspired. He watched me every step of the way. Uh, and, and I would say that, you know, when uh, uh, during your first, you know, decade of service, you know, your, your proverbial office is the cockpit uh, of, you know, one of the most modern, sophisticated aircraft in the world, regardless of what you fly. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the element of, of number one service, uh, but also the element of excitement, uh, um, the element of uh, adventure is there. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, it's really unmatchable from anything that you would look at doing, you know, as you graduated from college and, you know, any kind of desk job, et cetera. So, you know, aviation still offers this, um, you know, adventure, uh, I would say. And you tie that adventure uh, into the fact that you're serving uh, your country, your nation, you're doing your part uh, to protect freedom and democracy. And I think it's a pretty compelling story. Yeah, you may not be doing all the, the fighting uh, that you see in the movies, but I mean, for God's sakes, you're still flying a jet, right? I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. You're, you're flying and you're making a difference in your mission. So, in, you know, with, with technology, uh, uh, this January, um, I believe marks the 30th anniversary. Uh, and, you know, I'll ask you, let me double check and fact check this, but, uh, um, you know, retired uh, three-star Admiral Mark Fox shot down a MiG-21 uh, and, you know, those days are, are, are long gone. So, you know, the sophistication of weapon system is uh, beyond visual range, so it's over the horizon. So, you know, the days of World War II where you had aces that, you know, shot down multiple airplanes, uh, you know, warfare is much more sophisticated to a longer range right now. Um, and so uh, while it's changed, you know, the, the requirement for, you know, our, our pilots and our air crews to be, you know, tactically oriented to understand everything, you know, from the mechanics uh, of the jet that they fly to their weapon systems to, you know, adversary tactics. It, you know, it's an exciting game to play. I think it's a, it's a really cool opportunity here. And, and again, for, for a guy who started, and, you know, we consider Pensacola the cradle of naval aviation. So everybody who comes, you know, to fly Navy aircraft starts here in Pensacola, you know, for, you know, as little as six weeks, but, you know, for up to a few years. Uh, it's just really exciting to be part of this organization, um, you know, the men and women who, who work with the museum and who work with the foundation uh, are passionate about what they do. And I told everybody that, uh, uh, you know, the, the coolest thing about this job is every morning when I wake up, I wake up before my alarm goes off because I'm so excited, you know, to get in there, to learn the job uh, and to make a difference. Uh, and, and everybody feels so strongly about naval aviation and what this museum brings 
not only to the Navy, but, you know, to this country. It's a special place to be. Retired Rear Admiral Kyle Kozad is president and CEO of the Naval Aviation Museum Foundation. Speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. Find the interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.